Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. What is up? Welcome back to Tomahawk. I am your host, Rob Fox. I'm joined, as always, by Dan Holloway. We've got the number one Phillies fan on earth, Delco Dan, on the, on the board. We're in the building. Yeah, yeah. Phillies. Shut up. No, I'm a Reds guy. Everyone knows that. Yeah. From way back. Uh, what's going on? Feeling good? Uh, yeah. It's the, the boys have looked really good lately. Um, I'm definitely getting cautiously optimistic that they're... I mean, I know a six-game win streak is good, but I, like, go on a run once they come out of the backside of this relatively easy part of their schedule well this is the part of the schedule they're supposed to be on a run for yeah and it started off probably about as badly as it could have started off dropping two of the first three in arizona yeah uh and then the news came out that after those two games which we talked about last week Mm. were fucking awful like just garbage losses yeah uh shitty defense blowing a save to a me- really mediocre team, you name it, whatever. Record-wise, we're pretty similar to Arizona, but obviously, talent-wise, there's yeah. a big difference. Um, so the Braves call a team meeting. I think it was a team meeting, not a players meeting. Um, and after those, two, after those two losses, and after they do, they rip off six straight. One in Arizona uh, to close out that series. Four straight in Colorado. And then one last night against the A's. A couple of comeback wins in that. Yeah. Uh, It's been interesting. What do you think they... First off, I want to ask, what what do you think was addressed in that team meeting? Right? This isn't... It's not September. It's not mid-August. This isn't necessarily do or die time. But it is maybe a smack in the face time. I mean, uh, I I assume it was just the conversation that needed to happen when... Ozzy Albies was yelling at Marcelo Zuna for fucking around on the bases, right? right? Like this is a goddamn like I we enjoy the lively atmosphere where everybody's having fun. Uh, Heredia running around doing stupid shit all the time. Uh, Ozuna, Ozuna and I mean the Latin American players we have on our team have a lot of fun and it comes through in the way they play the game and that is a huge advantage for the Braves. Right? It's not an advantage when that when there's no discipline associated with the hype, right? Then you're just a fucking toddler, which is essentially what Marcelo Zuna is anyways. Right. Um, but, you know, everybody can't be there. You can have one Manny, but you can't have a team full yeah, of yeah, motherfuckers. Yeah. So I think that's probably what was addressed. Like, hey, guys, every single game matters. Like, we'll still have fun, but fucking when it's time to run the bases, know, your, know what situation you're in. Be a fucking Sh- professional. Shit like that, yeah. Uh, and it's, I mean, definitely they've... Uh, They've had a much better run of late. Obviously, winning six in a row is is the most obvious part of that, but it isn't just that. What we've seen is Austin Riley and Dansby Swanson both start going to right center field, mm-hmm. right? That is not... It, it, it's not on accident. You know what I mean? Like, that's the way you hit. And when, you're, when shit's all fucked up, when your strikeout rates are entirely too high, when you're making dumb base running mistakes, dumb errors, blowing saves, fundamentals. That's what any coach will tell you. Go back to fundamentals. And we've got two uh, of the better fundamental uh, defensive guys, Eddie Perez and fucking 
wash yeah. right in major league baseball so it should, it's it's kind of embarrassing that it got to that point to be honest like i know everything was a little haphazard to start the season and obviously yeah like it's not fucking ideal to have marcelo zuna in anyone's outfield yeah like at the, his bat at the plate sure even though it's been a little yeah. below average this and it's season. not just about errors committed and shit like that either it's about making great plays like you i guess you were out to dinner last night but harris made an amazing play last night um the Braves went from having probably the worst outfield defense in Major League Baseball. Certainly real close. Yeah. I, the Phillies are pretty bad, too. But, I mean, yeah, it's, it's close. But I, I, I would say they probably have... When Acuna, Harris, and Duvall in their outfield, that's yeah. probably the best, if not a top-five defensive outfield in the league, right? I think I would say easily top third, potentially top... Six, five, yeah, mm. whatever you want to call it. So that makes a big difference. I'm sure that's one of the keys to their yeah. recent success. Um, it, there's a complication there because Contreras is such a good fucking hitter. Another couple of hits last night yep. that it's hard to keep him out of the lineup, but Darno is also a really good hitter. It's and hard an, to keep and him. Darno's an excellent just pitch, pitcher manager yeah, yeah, type of guy. Yeah. Um, honestly... I'm just I'm not thrilled with the way Ozuna is handling himself. Not not just the way he's playing, but his lack of effort and shit like that. It's yeah. it's very off-putting to be honest. So, I think I brought this up uh, last episode of the episode before that, but Ozuna um his numbers look similar to how they did before the ball got live. Yeah. And that is troubling to me, especially because we traded, or not traded, but didn't re-sign what is essentially like a better version of him in Jorge Soler, yeah. uh, who has like 12 homers. I mean, Ozuna's got 10. Um, I just tend to like Jorge Soler better, too. Uh, but yeah, Ozuna is a problem. That guy, need, I mean, he needs to wake up. But for the most part, though, I mean, I, you just feel like there's been fewer wasted at-bats, even. You know yeah, I mean? well, that's, that's what I'm, when I'm talking about uh, Swanson and Riley. When they're not good, they're taking first pitch fastballs a lot, and then mm. trying to pull pitches late in the count. And you, the, that it's almost at bat for at bat. You can tell whether or not they're going to have success based on the first couple of pitches. Yeah. Um. That that is that's fundamentals. You know what it is that you need to do, and you go out there and fucking execute your game plan instead of getting wrapped up like, oh, I need to do this or do that. There's been a lot less strikeouts lately. Uh, there's been good situational hitting, things like that, like hitting behind runners and, and stuff. I mean, you know, last night was an aberration. It was just three solo home runs. Yeah. Like you can't really that was, that was kind of like April Braves. Yeah, you can't really plan for that shit. No. Um, I mean, you'll take it for sure, especially, yeah. you know, when they're all bom- they're all uh, bombs, especially from Acuna and stuff like that. But no, they've been getting dudes on base. Mm. They've been walking a lot more. We said earlier in the year, I think that the Braves were leading the league in strikeout rate. Mm. Uh, that might still be true for the season, but it's, you know, they've, they've been dropping that. Um, but yeah, it just seems like the last six games, like this is the team that won the world series last year. And I yeah. don't mean just that they're winning, but like you see them and I don't even mean like, Oh, you're doing like little things. Like you just see them, executing and executing is not necessarily like quote unquote doing the little things it's just like i don't know they're get they're hitting the ball the other way they're getting on base mm. and really i think what a lot of it is uh that i noticed with the team and i think it presented itself in the way that we had so many like solo home runs and bullshit like that um 
it was a matter of patience uh, and maybe an issue of, of pressing a little bit. Like, I, I think this team is self-aware enough to know how mm. talented it is. Uh, the bullpen's deeper than it ever has been probably since I've watched the Braves. Maybe not as good on the back end as those like Kimbrel Venner's teams yeah. or Smoltz Remlinger, but deeper than it has ever been, I think. And sure. um, obviously the lineup, if everybody or even three-fourths of them are going, is as good as any, anything. And I think there's, these guys are like self-aware enough to understand how good they were. And I think, I don't know, maybe there was a, just a desire to, to live up to their own talent or like for the talent to shove itself out of them. You know what I mean? To like yeah. just make the talent appear instead Pe- of... Yeah, people do that, I guess, under pressure sometimes. Uh, people tinker with their fantasy lineup. It happens at every level of competition. Yeah. Like you, you out, try to outsmart yourself. It's fucking stupid. Do what got you there. Like what, what is... And that's what... So people have been talking about Clay Thompson a lot. The first two games of every series so far, he sucked, right? I think, yeah. he's, I think he's averaging 11 points a game in, ga- in games one and two of each one of these series or something like that, and he's averaging like 18 and a half or 20 or something yeah. like that and, and all the rest of the games. The thing that he's doing to get himself back in the rhythm is watching highlight reels of himself. Like, this is what right looks like. You don't have to, like, oh, here's what... It doesn't help at all to, f- to find out what you're doing wrong unless you can convert that into doing it the right way. Um, luckily baseball's got pretty advanced analytics now. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could look at your swing now versus two weeks ago, pretty easily side by side and see what you're fucking up. Um, and Austin Riley, it's been, he's been trying to get the bat head out on the ball more because he's, I, I don't know if he got traumatized by some fastballs getting by him or something like that, but dude, you're fucking 24 years old. Your hands are fast as shit. And that's the conversation from what I heard on the broadcast the other night. That's the conversation. Uh, I don't know if it was Chipper. I would imagine it was Chipper because he's usually the one that coaches Riley on hitting. Yeah. But I don't know if it was him or somebody else. But it was the, the general comment was you got to trust your hands, let the ball get deeper in the zone, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're trying to commit too early, and that's why you're giving up on fastballs that are strikes because you're looking for something else or you're looking for a fastball in a different zone, but you still could have put the barrel of the bat on that ball if you had just been ready to hit. You yeah. know what I mean? That was a that that's something that uh, I think got him in trouble a lot earlier in his career, and maybe it's something that'll. I I, I would imagine if that's your bad habit, just like any other vice, it's going to pop up from time to time. It's something to keep an eye on. It shouldn't last more than a couple of days, though. Like you should be able to tell within ten or twelve at bats that that's what he's doing and correct that shit immediately. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I I think Swanson's the same way. I actually read a story in the Athletic. Uh, I read it today. It might have come out like a day or two ago, but uh, Dansby was Dansby's been on fire the last, I guess, month or so. Mm-hmm. And apparent, and early in the season, he was dog shit. And I guess he was basically saying, like, yeah, I went back and looked at the tape, and essentially, um, it was just my timing. Like I was just starting mm-hmm. late. Uh, and that's he's just like that'll happen t- from time to time because your human instinct is to sure, uh, yeah, but you can't let it go for a fucking month. <laughs> if you're a professional, you know what I mean. Like yeah, it, if. In any other job, let's say you were a professional, well, you can you can identify it and still need like you still still might take a little time to fix it. Like he yeah, could have sure. identified it two weeks in, and then maybe it takes another week or two to. It shouldn't take that goddamn long. <laughs> but over the last two weeks, he's hitting three eighty six. Over the last month, he's hitting three seventeen with four home runs. Um, 
and 10 walks in a in 110 plate appearances right which is way higher than you that i mean he's he doesn't walk very much he's uh, he's not a big on base percentage guy for no. sure no he's but he yeah he looks good and you can tell when he's good and the reason like what i'm talking about the the fastball that he and riley take when they're not doing well is the 1-0 or 0-0 fastball that's kind of it's a little bit above the knees out over the plate for for a strike mm-hmm. right so out, away from them mm-hmm. and and it's I don't, I don't know if there's you're any, saying like outer third almost mi- somewhere between middle to outer third yes it's like not yeah. on it's, the, it's, it's not, not on, on the black. black no no it's it's like if if this is home plate it's like right here yeah 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 uh they if you 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 can if you see them taking that pitch on oo or uh or o one even sometimes but oo or one o that's they're not locked in you can tell yeah. right so i don't know if there's any correlation between the fact that when they're really on you see them driving the ball to right center field that could just be Man. that could be a result of yeah. that but uh Man, that's it. It it happens because you are giving up on the pitch too early because you got started too late. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and that, yeah. I mean, technically, it's a timing issue, but it's also kind of a confidence issue, right? Like right. you don't think you can get the bat head out on that fastball, or you're trying to get the bat head on uh, out farther on the fastball for whatever reason. If you're trying to muscle up or anything, turn it around. Yeah, the dumb thing is about all that is that the more you try to muscle the ball, the slower your swing gets. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the worst error you can make in hitting. Uh, anyways, they seem to have figured it out now. Uh, I mean, Ozuna's still doing okay, I guess. He's he's like top 15 in home runs in the league, but I don't feel like he's... It feels Doesn't it feel like those are his only 10 hits, though? Kinda? Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's, nice, it's fine to be hitting 10 home runs at this point. Great, actually. He's on pace for probably like a 30 home run season mm-hmm. which is if you told me before the season marcelo zuna was going to hit 30 home runs i'd be like fuck yeah sounds like a great season but yeah. when you actually watch all of his at bats throughout the game and all this stuff it doesn't look like a great season it no. doesn't look like a taxing <clears throat> at bat for the pitcher right like yeah. it doesn't look like he's making the pitcher work ever now certainly he, with those 10 home runs a lot of times he'll ambush the pitcher mm. or punish the pitcher but at the end of the day, like it's you know he's so he's done that. Pro- he's did he have a two homer game? I think he did. So he's done he's done that in nine games where he has hurt the pitcher. Yeah, and, and then, he's a, he's only got seven doubles too. Uh, not that he's ever been a huge doubles guy, but it's not like he's getting other extra base hits like Matt Olson is. Right, and his on base percentage is two seventy right now, which is for a guy in the middle of your lineup. From he he's ra- he's gone from three to five, I think, in the lineup. Yeah, that's dog shit. Like he, I, if it were me, if I were the manager, I would bench him for that. Yeah, at least for like a, a while, so he can get his shit together. I mean, he just swings at the ball, basically. That's mm-hmm. what he does, and, and it's fucking awful. Uh, one guy though who is contributing without hitting home runs, except for last night, uh, except for recently, I guess, is uh, Acuna. He had two homers last night, both absolute fucking bombs. I every time I see a home run like that, I'm like, hmm, I wonder what it'd be like if the ball wasn't there. Yeah. Like where would that where would the I don't fuck know how far that ball went, but it went far. One was four thirty. I think they were both over four thirty. Yeah. Um but he had two absolute bombs plus what turned out to be a game winner against the Rockies because the bullpen kept bleeding yep. runs. Um he hadn't been hitting many homers before the last 
two, three games. Or so, I think two games. He has three in his last two games. Mm. Uh, so he has five now. He had two before that. But he was uh, on a tear nonetheless. I mean, he's still uh, hitting 320 on base percentage over 411, which is all you could. That alone is all you fucking need out of mm. your leadoff guy. Like if you were getting a 400 on base percentage out of your leadoff guy, you wouldn't. You would not hardly ask for anything else. Yeah. Uh, and a 534 slugging percentage, 159 WRC plus overall, and 10 stolen bases. Uh, what are you seeing out of Acuna? To t- I mean, like there, there is a he was he was playing well regardless of the home runs. But what yeah. do you see? What's the difference now that he's starting to stroke the ball again? Uh, the wrists. You can tell like his best swings are when he he it's he's almost got the same swing that Mike Piazza had uh, from the elbows to the wrists. Okay. It, it's like I don't remember. Uh, well, we can look it up later, but it, it's <laughs> it's uh, Piazza was a lot more still. He was completely upright. Uh, Acuna is kind of the same. Yeah. Uh, although he's got a longer stride than Piazza did. He had a Piazza had a short stride, but it was uh, 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 bat to the ball, like the handle of the bat to the ball, and then flip and like whip the wrist through. Right. It seems like he's been swinging his arms as a. Uh, in, as a single unit this mm. whole season, and maybe that's just loosening back up after not having played for fucking eight months or however long it yeah. was. Um, maybe that's just how long it took. And remember, he didn't get spring training or everything, so he's nope. basically uh, two, three weeks out of spring training right now in, in baseball time. So, uh, yeah, I think his wrists have loosened up. Like he's trusting his hands more. His back yeah. got his uh, uh, his rhythm back a little bit more, and that's where his power comes from. It's the same thing uh, with Hank Aaron. Back in the day, that's what always uh, people always used to say was Hank wasn't a big dude. He didn't. He only hit forty home runs twice in his career. Yeah, uh, but his wrists were like massive. <laughs> like he had the biggest wrists anybody had ever seen. It was weird. Yeah, like, giant hands and big wrists. That strength is. Uh, it's good to be strong like that, but you also have to have the timing, which right. I think he he's on it now. I mean, he's one of the top five players in baseball, so this is what we kind of expect out of him. It's easy to take it for granted, but it's it's really fun to watch. Um, I mean, it's the- incredible, and I agree with you. Like people, that is the type of thing where you would see. So, Freddie was kind of the same way with his wrists. I feel like you're just really strong wrists, and yeah. he would kind of flick the bat. And if you watched Freddie regularly, like we did, you would you would know when it was a home run. But people who didn't watch Freddie Freeman regularly would be yeah. like, "What it looks the like fuck?" A, it kind of looks like a. a- a high line drive to left center field and all of or a sudden, pop fly. Yeah, yeah. like it honestly it never if you don't if you don't watch or if you didn't watch him regularly it never looked like a home run and now obviously these acuna bombs they yeah. you knew those were home runs but he does hit a lot of homers uh usually to the opposite field mm. that do not look off the bat like they have any chance of getting out like you have yeah. to watch him to understand <laughs> what he just did to the ball and it's it's honestly it's the same thing that happens i think he even uh, doesn't realize it a lot of times on the other way because his wrists are so strong. Because remember, like any double, he doesn't hustle on yeah. to right field. <laughs> yeah, he he does it a lot. He also is the only player in the history of the home run derby to routinely go the other way and yeah. just flip flip home runs Loop. like that. That's that's his strength is his wrist strength. Um, everything else has got to be good too. Like he's got to have good plate vision. He's got to good have good trunk rotation to generate that other power. But the difference between uh, 300 feet and 380 feet yeah. is that wrist action. Yeah. And he's and, he's on it now. And he really is. like It does get lost in how far Acuna hits a baseball 
that he is like a bit of a, a, a flicker. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there's dudes like there's dudes like a, Griffey he, where you yeah. just see that big, sweeping, yeah. gorgeous swing. Or even Bonds. I, well, Bonds was strong everywhere for yeah. reasons, a lot of reasons. Uh, but even Bonds still had like a kind of a violent upper body swing. Yeah. But like Acuna, it, like if you watch him regularly, you do see it where it's just like, man, beyond everything else, because Acuna does kind of have a long, pretty swing as mm-hmm. well. But you miss it in all the flourish at the end that the wrists just, <clears throat> just get it. Yeah, he's uh, definitely a generational talent. I mean, 159 WRC plus, that's kind of what I expect from him every year is around 150. This would be the best of his career yeah. so far. In fact, you know what? I was looking at the stats today that I... I, I guess I knew it, but I hadn't really thought, realized it or whatever, is that uh, he's only got one full season. Yeah, like a, over 150 games. Yep. Yeah. Only one. Yep. And <laughs> hopefully, he won't even get that this season because he's missed too many games just from not starting the year. Probably. He he's missed, missed more than 12 games. Yeah, he definitely missed quite a bit, yeah. So he'll probably get another, but hopefully he gets like 140 this year. Yeah, something year. like that. Well, I mean, I, maybe 135 yeah. is probably more likely. But I mean, last year he played literally half a season. Yeah. And he had 24 homers. Yeah. I, fuck. Like he's, not, he, he's not fucking around. He never does. Um, and he's probably, he will more than likely be a 30-30 guy after missing an entire month of the season. Yeah, well, that's another thing. that I guess I mentioned it for a second. 10 stolen bases, like the speed's still there. Uh, only one ground in a double play. Um, medicine. Modern medicine is pretty fucking legit. It's unbelievable. I mean, if, dude, if you're a rich athlete, anyways. The, the difference, <laughs> but the difference even between what an ACL tear meant when I was in college mm. and what it means now. I mean, it's the, unbelievable. Di- the difference between an Achilles injury for anybody before Kevin Durant until 2019. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, nobody has ever come back like this from that injury before. Dominique Wilkins came back kind of, but it wasn't as severe of an injury. Right. Right. But nobody else in any sport has ever come back like this from an Achilles tear, especially. Uh, yeah. So we're, I think we're in good shape. Like it, and it doesn't really uh, jive too much with all the safetyism in sport. Like, I understand protecting football players' heads from concussions. That makes For sure. sense to me. I mean, well, do you understand at least a little bit, like not having a twelve-year-old throw forty sliders in a game? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm not. I'm talking about adults. I don't care oh, about okay, that okay. shit. But like baseball's efforts, I don't know if it's to protect the image or to protect the players from fights and stuff like that. That's fucking stupid. That's a huge part of the game. Yeah, is is dudes working their shit out, you policing know I mean? their own. Yeah, uh, and you fuck it up that way, um, throwing people out for hitting each other. Like, look, man, if you if you pimp a home run off me, I am f- well within my rights to drill you anywhere between the ass and the knee, but no, nowhere farther than that and yeah. nowhere so- south of that. I, at this point, I think I'm kind of over hitting someone because they pimped something. I, I, I want them. My, my expectation is that. But everybody some, pimps. Yeah, now. for sure. Somebody hits a home run. It gets pimped. You drill that motherfucker the next time he comes up, and then he comes up and tries to hit another home run off you the next time. I mean, the first thing I would do, unless I was like Matt Olson or something, would be to steal the base. Well, Matt Olson's not stealing any bases for sure. No. Yeah, but uh, that—that's uh, like. But if I was a Cunha and I pimped a home run, yeah. and then they drilled me next time. See, I I actually hate that because that's why. And I guess you, the Marlins aren't throwing at his ass, but Don Mattingly is having the fucking Marlins. They're still trying to fucking hurt Acuna. Yeah. Slash that their pitchers are so incompetent that they can't aim the ball. 
Either way, I mean, the effect is the same. I just don't think we should be handing out suspensions for people hitting each other. Like, what? Are you fucking kidding me? Why? If you intentionally throw at a guy's head and it sails over his head and the second pitch comes right through his fucking ear hole, all right, suspend him. You shouldn't be throwing at people's heads. Right. But if, if your best player just got hit, like if Acuna, the other day when Acuna got hit, I was so fucking pissed. I'm like, what are I, you doing? I can't fucking take it anymore with, no, these, it's, with the fucking Marlins, man. It, like, if I were him, like he's clearly very agitated by this. And I'm not sure what anybody on the Braves team is doing about it. None of the pitchers have done a goddamn thing about it. They yeah. should drill Jazz Chisholm every time he comes to the plate for the foreseeable future. But here's the thing, though. like, And this, this is, I guess, part of the cost-benefit, too, is, um, well, certainly you need to have an expendable pitcher do it, mm. I guess. You, know, you can't have Max Fried do it. I think. I mean, a suspension for something like that is going to be five games. That's not even. That's one start, basically. Okay, but what if he accidentally fucks <laughs> Jazz a little up too much or something like that? I don't think they usually suspend based on the outcome. I mean, if you hit him in the head, that's one thing. But right, and I know Max has better control than that. But yeah. it's also the, the cost. There's a cost benefit in that. Um, I mean, the Marlins aren't competing for anything. Sure, but we you are. you you take your spots. Like you're not going to do it in the top of the ninth with a one run lead, right? Yeah, but if it's the third inning and you're already up six runs, and that dude comes up to the plate two years from now, you mm-hmm. fucking destroy him. Yeah, like they, you should will, you should su- you should have a long fuse for your temper, but a, also a very long memory. Yeah, uh, there there cannot like the Major League Baseball clearly is not going to do anything about it. You can't let a team that you play 23 fucking times a year, throw at your fucking best player. No. You can't, that cannot happen. Uh, so either you have to go after this, their best player or uh, you know somebody like Acuna needs to go over to Don Mattingly and beat the shit out of him right in front of his kids and God and everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can, I, I, I enjoy that part of the game where there's gamesmanship and you cross the line, so I'm going to fucking right. correct it at the lowest level here. And all that shit. But every time baseball baseball will get involved in the dumbest way and then in periods when they should get involved, like suspending the players that were involved in all that cheating. Mm-hmm. Not the managers. Who gives a fuck about that? You know what I mean? Yeah. That that's fucking stupid. Yeah, How no about the guys Astros that actually committed the crime? Yeah. No. I will every- say I will say this. I agree with you that the Braves have not done enough to, uh, I guess, get back at the Marlins for mm-hmm. everything they've done. I disagree at this point that a pimped home run is retribution worthy. Uh, maybe I will say under certain circumstances, like if you pimp a home run down eight runs or up eight runs, yeah. go fuck yourself. Like, but like, well, it's not just the pimping of the home run. Like, there's a, and, and people get uh, angry about stuff for different reasons, but doing disrespectful shit there has to be a penalty for that right Mm -hmm. i don't think it's intrinsically disrespectful to hit a home run and watch it go out and then start running that's fine yeah like if you didn't want me to do that you shouldn't have fucking let me hit the home run right i i I believe that but if it if uh 
the person hits a home run and is like staring down the pitcher and shit or talking shit on his way around the bases that's or, totally different or take sure. or taking like really sitting there and standing there like carlos what's it correa no no, no. oh the gomez who, gomez yeah was, that with the gomez. Bre- was he with the brewers yeah. when he did that yeah yeah and mccann confronted him at home plate yeah that that kind of shit you should get a fucking you should get drilled for that like any disrespect it doesn't necessarily have to be just pimping a home run if you go hard into second base that's fine you wanted to break up the double play you were willing to get a little rowdy with my guy mm-hmm. sweet i have to address that that's different though i'm fine with addressing other you're the other team getting physical with you mm-hmm. right like yeah a dirty slide or uh even if it's not dirty like if a guy if the fir- if if Ronald Acuna is on first base and and the pitcher is throwing over to first and the first baseman is hitting him too hard when he tags him, yeah. I'm I'm hitting that Same. guy when he or comes when up. Or when Donaldson pushed uh, Tim Anderson off yeah. the base the other day, yeah. that's fine Donaldson too. Donaldson should have got ear hold for that. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like yeah, that is something to police for sure. That is that is bitch ass shit. Uh, but I don't know. For me at this point, pimping home runs is uh, with the exception of there's exceptions to everything, but generally pimping home runs, I'm. I think is kind of off the table at this point. I think it's just part of the game. I, and by the way, that same thing happened, uh, would have happened in basketball back in the day, but doesn't now. If you pimped a dunk, Bill Lambeer would have fucking bitten your ear off. He would, have, he would have elbowed you in the fucking eye socket. But now everybody pimps a dunk, and, mm. uh, and it is what it is. So, I don't know. And again, like I, I, with the NBA, too, like I think there should be a little more uh, enforcement because the, the lack of player enforcement allows, like, the Morris twins to go bananas. Yeah. Uh, but well, uh, there's a, there's actually a study, uh, ice guardians. Yeah. There's a documentary yeah. and this lady, uh, a concussion specialist from, uh, from Cambridge university in, in London did a study on the amount of concussions that happened with tight regulation on hitting versus no regulation on hitting, which was like, as soon as a good, a decent helmet was developed in the early 80s, hockey players started fucking each other up. Yeah. It used to be, they had like a fucking leather helmet, no face shield at all. They didn't wear helmets. I'm old enough to remember. Even in the 90s, they didn't wear face shields for the most part. No, they didn't. And hockey players in the 90s, if I forget who the Blues player was, but if you started in the NHL when a helmet was not required, yeah. you were grandfathered in where you never had to wear it. It was the same thing with the ear flap baseball helmets. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, they, they used to fuck each other up all the time, but there weren't. The, the study fa- finds that not only were there less uh, uh, career ending or interrupting injuries in general, because everything happened at a lower level mm-hmm. before it got out of hand, it's not the, the shots you see coming or the fighting that fuck you up. It's the blindside bullshit. Right. And if you blindside somebody on the other team, you're getting fucked up. Right. This is how it is. Uh, so yeah, you're talking about the, when they took fighting uh, or when they tried to police fighting more? The third man in rule yeah. had an effect on it. Uh, because the, the, uh, the two-line pass rule to some degree, I think. I don't remember. I have to watch it again. But yeah, there was, there was rule changes in the NHL about protecting forwards especially that since they've happened there have been more in yeah. concussions a lot a lot more i think there was a similar theory with the nfl in terms of like there is a concussion peak and it, it has like to all those guys who are a lot of those guys who got fucked up that the movie uh the will smith movie talked mm-hmm. about and stuff like that it was because uh astroturf made them play higher up off the ground hmm so their heads were more exposed Maybe. like that because nobody wanted to get down and dirty on like carpet that was yeah. just going to rip their skin off. 
Uh, but whatever. Uh, real quick, for you in the next thing, do you have a sponsor? That is mybookie.com. Head to mybookie.com today to make any bet you want. It's where we do all of our baseball prop betting. It's where uh, we're going to bet on the NBA Finals tonight. Who are you taking tonight, by the way? Uh, I'll take the Warriors tonight. They're but, dogs, I think, right? Yeah. They, Dan, I think, they dogs? I, it was plus 140 or 130 or something like that. Yeah, they're getting three and a half. I don't hate that. I mean, if you could take the Warriors as dogs in an NBA Finals game, you'd probably take it. Uh, yeah, especially... I mean, the game's a coin flip, so you might as well take the value, right? Ga- games two through six, they're especially good in. Yeah. Through, throughout all series over time. But yeah, this one, they're plus 125 on the money line. That's probably what I'm going to take. Um, I think <clears throat> this one might be a bit of a blowout. To be honest, although I, I will caution, don't don't bet. That's just my personal feeling. Don't bet with me because I I do believe Golden State will lose one of these next two games. Yeah, they'll lose one of the two games in Boston. Well, you've been saying it's going to be a five or six game series, yeah. and it feels like a six now, especially because I forgot this. Boston has a pretty good record against Golden State over the last couple of years. They do. They have a bad record at home though in the playoffs. They're five and four at home in the playoffs okay. so far. So okay. that's that's why that's why I said five or six. Otherwise, I would have just said five. But I yeah. think it's. Uh, look let's be real if golden state wins both of these games and then wins game five in san francisco no one will be surprised by that they will just say that boston was too young or whatever or whatever happens right bright future blah blah yeah but nobody would be shocked by that because the warriors have that they they're just different than other teams yeah it's i don't know what to say about it yeah i just took the celtics minus three and a half you did? Mm-hmm. And the points, huh? Mm-hmm. Look at you. I think the Celtics win by 7 to 10. All right. Yeah. You can make those bets at mybookie.com, and you can get a great deal on that if you use the promo code DRINKINBROS. Uh, they will double your first deposit up to $1,000. Go to mybookie.com, use the promo code DRINKINBROS to double your deposit up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie.com. I didn't bet this last night. Uh, and we'll get into it a little bit, but goddamn Kyle Wright finally topped five strikeouts. <laughs> yeah, well, he pitched eight innings. So yeah, that'll do it. That helps. Uh, but before we talk about Kyle Wright, we've got to talk about Harris y Contreras. Uh, uh, our two rookies. It's, actually, it's Contre- Contreras is still technically a rookie, right? I don't know. I don't, has actually. he qualified to not be a rookie yet? I feel like he doesn't have the ABs or game appearances or whatever. Yeah, don't you have to appear in like 50 games? Something, yeah. Because you can play... Your second season in the majors can be your rookie season. Uh, tw- last year he had fifty-two games, so I think that was probably his rookie yeah, he's, year. Okay, he's probably out of being a rookie. But yeah, but he, he's doing pretty well. Either way, before we get into Contreras, though, I want to ask because this is a question I've been thinking about: Is Harris good enough on defense alone to keep him on the roster for the rest of the season and play him most days? Yes, every day. Yes, he, every day. Yeah. So you wouldn't maybe at least take him out if you think he's going to be a bad matchup for a pitcher or something like that. Uh, well, the pro- how would you determine a bad matchup? He's, hitting, he's He's got reverse splits. Yeah, he's hitting 390 against fucking lefties. Right. And the righties, uh, like I, I've, I've watched pretty much every bat of his this year. Uh, doesn't take a lot of pitches. I think... Um, and why would he? Because he was murdering the ball in the minor leagues. Yeah, it's, it's just an adjustment process for him. I think... Uh, Somebody will get a hold of him. They're probably just letting him fucking get in a groove right now. Yeah. Somebody will get a hold of him sometime in the next, probably before the All Star break, I would guess. So sometime in the next couple of weeks, and say, "Hey, let's 
let the pitch get a little deep because he's rolling over a lot of good fastballs mm-hmm. because he's out in front of them. It's hard to tell when you're watching the game. A guy hits a fucking hard ground ball to second base. He's a left-hander, but he was way out ahead of that ball. Yeah, That should have been a line drive, maybe the left center, right? Um, he's definitely out ahead of the ball. He's doing the same thing that Riley and uh, Dansby have been doing all season. He just hasn't had time to adjust yet. He's uh, This kid's legit. Like His bat speed is very good. Doesn't, this is why they traded Pache. Yes, yeah. And why they should trade that other dude. Uh, I can't remember his name either. Yeah. Christian he, something? Um, I don't know. Uh, whatever. Yeah. I can't remember his name. But he's in AAA still. Not in the majors. And he never will be for the Braves. Um, oh, Drew Waters. I'm sorry. Yeah, Drew Waters, yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, so... I think uh, there's a decent chance sometime before the end of July that Harris is actually in the two-hole because... Uh, I don't think it's smart to take Dansby out of the two-hole at all right now. Maybe not. I mean, Snicker likes the right-left, right-left thing. He does, and I actually think that pays a fair amount of dividends. I really like keeping yeah. a pitcher off balance that way. Yeah, I mean, it helps. It, and, I and mean, Harrison, especially if you, But if you put Harris in the two-hole, if he gets... Like the lefties that he's hit against, it's like Madison Bumgarner. It's not like fucking Humps. He he right. he crushed Bumgarner twice yeah. uh, in that game. Uh, I think if, he had it, three hits on Bumgarner. Uh, he may have. Well, two of them were like super hard hit, is what I mean. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He like if he starts hitting righties like he's hitting lefties, making good solid contact like that. Now you got a real problem at the top of the Braves lineup because. You know, Riley has a little bit of trouble with right-handers this year, but he is murdering left-handed pitching. Right. So you can have a right-left-right to lead off your lineup, regardless if it's a right or left-handed pitcher, and, and, and maybe even be better uh, against left-handers. Um, I mean, in the aggregate right now, you would be better. He's, uh, I don't remember how much Harris walked in the minor leagues, if any. I mean, the I, yeah, I'll look that up. I, I, what, what I was looking up, sorry. Is that uh, so? Dansby Swanson had a 293 on base percentage in April. Mm. In May, it was 357. Now, I know we're only eight days into June and he hasn't played yet today, uh, but it's 467 yep. in June. And he's basically been hitting out of the two hole the whole month, I think. So I'm good with Dansby in the two hole for now. And especially because, you know, he tends to hit better the more pressurized the situation gets, and that includes having a man on second, for mm-hmm. example, in runners in scoring position. And Acuna's got 10 stolen bases and a on-base percentage over 400. For me, I think for now, Dansby is the perfect two-hole hitter. Yeah, uh, Freddie mm-hmm. was a great two-hole hitter. You know, We tried to use Olsen that way. That's not really what Olsen was mm-hmm. used to, so I'm fine moving him out of there. Uh, you know, it could end up just being Dansby. I'm gonna look up Michael Harris though, real quick on that. Uh, but I, for I don't, I'm not gonna fuck with what's working right now. No, not right now. But I mean, the Braves lineup has changed like six times already this season, so it would be surprising to see a change again. And what you're looking for in the playoffs is top to bottom success, right? Like you, you need, yeah. uh, you need on base guys sprinkled in with RBI guys. That's that's kind of what you're looking for. Um, I think they, the reason I think they may move Harris up is to get him more bats during the middle dog days of the season Okay, um, and get him ready. Because, look, he's going to be the starting center fielder in the playoffs. you got to get this motherfucker ready you, to go. You can't 
you can't play an outfield with Marcelo Zuna in it. No, in the playoffs. Honestly, if I were the Braves manager, Marcelo Zuna would not even be playing right now. You DH Contreras and just swap. I would, I, would, I would rather have Contreras in left field and in my lineup, frankly, than have Marcel and Ozuna in, in left field. Well, I mean, just put fucking Heredia in left then, I guess. Yeah. Or no, well, Duvall, I don't know. There's so many. Duvall's good over there, too. Yeah. Duvall's I mean, an excellent left or right fielder, I think. Yeah. It's center, center, he's fine, but yeah, he gets the job done, I suppose. So I mean, with it, Contreras, so you think Contreras needs to be in the lineup every day? Yeah. Now, do you think that that is a permanent thing or just like ride the hot hand until he kind of cools off well, when's and then he gonna, go, go to a platoon. When's he going to cool off? Because it's been the entire season. <laughs> like they, they brought him up. He hit really well, like incredibly well. Too well to, to not use him. Yeah. They sent him down to bring, to let Manny Pena get in, which I understand he's a great receiver, but fuck that shit, man. Right. Like this is, you, th- that's not the game we're playing anymore. You can't have a fucking shortstop or second baseman or catcher who just can't hit. Um, Manny Pena did have some uncharacteristic success at the plate, so it didn't hurt him too badly, but it would have over time. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know, this front office, we've seen it for years, and I don't actually fault them for it because I do think it, it has contributed lar- in a large way to the Braves' success. They, they value out of catcher more than anything else uh, receiving and framing. Sure, yeah. I mean, they've been a pitching-based organization for a very long time, and they happen to have a great rotation now as well, but um, Contreras is not completely incompetent behind the plate. No. And Travis Darno is pretty good. Not great, but he's pretty good. He's good enough. He's not, I mean, he's not a great, he's, he does, he's not going to throw guys out really, mm. which is, you know, problematic if someone really wants to take advantage of it. Yeah. Uh, which people probably don't do enough to most sh- mediocre throwing catchers. Yeah. Um, but he is still, I think, uh, a little bit above Contreras on framing, but I mean, yeah, but Contreras is a, like I've said this since last year, I wanted him to be the fucking catcher last year. I believe I mentioned that several times. The oh, dude, you love Contreras. The, I know the dude, the dude can fucking hit. That's it. They, they bring him up. He hits, they send him down to triple a, he comes back. He immediately hits again. Yeah. Like it's just, this dude is a fucking hitter and how hard could it be to teach? He's a good athlete as well. It cannot be that difficult for him to learn how to play left field. He played left field. In, uh, in the minor leagues for a bit. Did he uh, really? Earlier this season and last season, I think, to get him ready for this shit. I actually um, did not realize that. <clears throat> yeah, he would be my everyday left fielder, to be honest. And I would probably cut Ozuna or try to trade him or something. There, there's teams out there that would take him, for yeah. sure. Some, somebody that just needs a fucking right-handed power bat in the lineup and doesn't care about the other stuff. Like, probably. I mean, you don't have to isolate yourself just to American League teams anymore because everybody's got the DH now. Well, yeah, right, exactly. Like, it's, there is, yeah, I mean, there's more, I guess, what you could call, like, lineup flexibility. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I I want Contreras' bat in the lineup as much as possible. And as far as Harris goes, look, we're not not guaranteed for the playoffs right now, unfortunately, but I do think we're going to make the playoffs. Mm. And that is a type of, of, that he's good enough with the bat in a way that Pache never was, that I think you can trust him in center field. Yeah, I mean he can he he can really handle himself up there. He's not uh, he's not striking out in like thirty percent of his at bats and shit. Like Pache, when he was not good, he would strike out 
30% of the time, 32% of the time, I think. Right. Um, but I'll, I'll bring it to the other conversation. I was looking at Harris's minor league stats. He walked 70 times in like 850 career plate appearances. Not ideal, but... That's not great. That's like 50 in a Major League Baseball. 50-55 in a Major League Baseball season. Right now, he's only got one. And it's not because he's getting all strikes. He's been swinging. I think he's pressing. He's swinging a lot of stupid shit right now. Yeah. But that's the kind of thing with an athlete of his caliber. Like, you could tell this dude just from the way he plays center field. He's play- he, he doesn't have imposter syndrome. He's very aware of how talented he is. Oh, yeah. Uh, I so. think so. It, it, what's funny is Andrew Jones was saying wow at him the other day, mm-hmm. and you know people want to make Andrew Jones comparisons, and that's fine because he's a fucking stud. I think he, you know, who he actually reminds me of a lot, former Braves center fielder, is uh, Michael Bourne. More mm-hmm. power in his bat, but I think he's more of a Michael Bourne type. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, he's he's twenty one. We don't know what he's going to look like down the road, but <laughs> right. he's definitely faster than Michael Bourne ever was. Um, Dude, I don't know. Michael Bourne was fucking that guy could move. He well faster, maybe not faster. Maybe uh, he he navigates center field better than Michael Bourne did. Yeah, like he's. He, you think Michael Bourne did it more on raw speed? Maybe yeah. Like he, this this kid, it, pay attention to the center field camera. Um, if you ever catch him, like if you can see the replays or whatever, or catch him in real time. He's already on the move sometimes by the time the balls make contact right. with. That's something that only the greatest of uh, center fielders can do. That is very much an Andrew Jones type, yeah. of, uh, type of trait. This sure. is a really interesting thing about Michael Harris so far. I mean, he's only got 75 at-bats or something. I don't know how many. Uh, 35. Um, with uh, nobody on base, he's hitting 238 with seven strikeouts. With runners on, he's hitting 308. With, with one strikeout and runners in scoring position, he's hitting 400. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'll take that's that. A, that's a good sign. Uh, I looked it up. Travis Darno is a top 16 framer mm. in the major leagues since 2019. <clears throat> uh, so, pretty good framing. Yeah, I, I just think, is, I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't disagree with you. Contreras can't be worse in left field than Marcelo Zuna is. Marcelo that's, Zuna, that's physically impossible. Yeah, he's got a point. He's minus point seven defensive runs. Yeah, uh, uh, he's only plus, or he's only minus point three. There, are, there are literally men in worse shape than anyone in the studio mm. who have been three beers deep that I have trusted more and less left field yeah. than Marcelo Zuna. Yeah, he's uh, his WRC plus this year is eighty four. Ozuna's, yeah, yeah, it's not good. I mean, it's not that, fucking good. Like he's not doing anything. Yeah. He, he's not the kind of player that you just give a full season to work out his kinks, man. Like I understand they paid him a lot, but if you're getting better production out of a younger player, find a way to get that motherfucker out of there. Right. You know what I mean? I. I anyways, yeah. Uh, next up is Kyle Wright, our best pitcher. He has been. Well, between him and Freed, he, it's been close. But yeah, he's. Uh, it's definitely. He looks really good. He's fired the fuck up, too. Yeah. You know what's funny, too, is during the World Series last year when he threw all those great innings mm-hmm. uh, in, in that game that he technically did not start because um, there was an opener. Yeah. But he threw, I think he got us through the fifth or something like that. I was like, holy shit, that might be the best I ever see Kyle Wright pitch. I can't imagine he ever pitches that well again in his life. 
and now he's basically our number two starter. He's been pitching like it, yeah. Uh, he's so he's pitching. I mean, he's, he he has the best stats on the team. Mm-hmm. Starter wise, I, he's obviously not our number one, but still. I mean, it's pretty close. Max Fried is five and two, two seventy four ERA. Although some of that, a lot of that damage was done in in one game, the first game, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and his WHIP is one point oh one. Kyle Wright WHIP is one point oh two, two thirty nine ERA, six and three. Uh, the only ding on Wright so far has been early in the season he wasn't getting deep into games, but he went eight innings last night, and you know. We didn't want to take any chances with not having a real spring training on getting pitchers hurt and shit, so I haven't really been that upset about it. Um, now it's up to Ian Anderson to figure his shit out. Yeah. Um, I think with Morton, we're just kind of like, all right, you're an old pro. I'm kind of – he needs to be better, but I'm okay with the old pro and the unofficial fourth starter spot kind of figuring mm-hmm. it out as the season goes on and just giving us qual- – I mean, he – he pitched fine last game. I think mm-hmm. we, we won the last game he threw. He let up three in the first and then shut him down the rest of the game, not the rest of the game that he pitched. Like, that's fine for a fourth starter. Yeah, <clears throat> um, it is. And I, I don't expect him to start any playoff games unless it's... Like, it, honestly, what I expect is that Soroka comes back and is successful and Soroka Strider... Another Achilles uh, yeah. situation. Double Achilles, in fact. Yeah, well, one after the other, right? Uh, But uh, Soroka, Strider, Freed, and and Anderson are the starters I expect in the playoffs, which is funny because they're all 28 years younger. Uh, No, I said right. You said Soroka. Strider, right, Soroka, Anderson, and Freed. Yeah, I guess that is five people. That's five. We're not going to go five, I would assume, right? Uh, Probably not. my, my guess is there's no way. I think Strider is in the pen for the. He's postseason. probably the long reliever. Yeah, if, if if Soroka comes back healthy, Ian Anderson's problem has been the last couple of games that the first two to- times through the lineup he's legit, and then the third time through the lineup he just gets fucking shelled. Yeah, is because he's throwing all of his best pitches early in the game. Can't you either got to develop a better third pitch, right, or figure or you're just going to be relegated to pitching four so innings, what, right? what do you think anderson's situation is right or problem is right now is it strategy or is it lack of arsenal i well it's it's a, what's the bigger, one, problem? What's the bigger one, problem one informs the other right like yeah. what, what strategy is he going to come up with with that the lack of arsenal is not going to be a problem for you know what i mean i mean i know that maddox and glavin had more than two pitches but they really only used two pitches uh yeah sure Fastball well he, change up on both if you're gonna do that you got to locate and he hasn't been doing that either he's been walking a fuck ton of people yeah um you can't you can't do that i mean maddox, like if, if maddox threw a curve and i'm obviously it's not maddox but if maddox threw a curve that was weird it was pretty weird yeah but i think uh he has a an elite change up oh no i think it's a top that. five change up yeah. in baseball i mean it's absurd but there is a limit to how many change-ups you can throw in one game mm-hmm. and get good results out of it. You have to have, uh, if you can't throw a slider or something that's in the same speed range as your fastball, a change-up is like 8 to 10 miles per hour slower. A slider is like 5 to 6 miles per hour slower, mm-hmm. right? Like you need something that upsets that timing. If I know it's only going to be one of two things, if I can pick up on anything that identifies that it's not one of the things I know for a fact that it's the other thing. Yeah. That is not, you can do that well, once are, through a lineup, maybe twice, but you can't do it three times. What it, Freed goes fastball changeup curve? 
Yeah. But okay. he, and his curve changes through the game. His curve uh, in the early part of the game, or sometimes he does it backwards, but he'll start off the game uh, by using it as a get-me-over, mm-hmm. and that one is either at the top of the strike zone or lower away, right? Uh, and then he'll start throwing off his uh, curveball. So change-up, right? Is still relatively straight. There's some movement. He doesn't have a yeah. His changeup doesn't move that much. It's, no. it's all speed deception. Yeah. Whereas Anderson's is like Maddox and it, to a lesser extent Clavin. It darts. Yeah. Yeah. It darts. Uh, but for Freed, um, he'll also pepper in that curveball that starts low and drops out of the zone. Yeah. It's on the same plane as the changeup, but instead of staying flat at the same speed, it's basically the same speed as a changeup, but it has like a six to eight inch drop. Right. That's mm-hmm. a Anderson doesn't have. Uh, a, a very good pitch selection right now, I don't think. Just, or if he does, he's not using it well. It's just fastball changeup for the most part. Yeah, but it's only one fastball. Like you, Maddox threw four different fucking fastballs, um, and none of them were straight. <laughs> but that's that's something that a young pitcher goes through. So yeah, people he, fucking forget that Greg this, Greg Maddox's first year in Chicago, he had like a five ninety ERA. Yeah, he was trash his first year, but his second year, and then every year after that. <laughs> so good. his. Anderson throws fastball 47% of the time, changeup 31% of the time, and a uh, curveball 32% of the time. Or, I'm sorry, 22% of the time. Uh, so, yeah, he, I guess the curve is his third pitch, but it's not. There's a reason you don't hear anything about it. Uh, third time through the order, hitters are hitting 400 against him. Sick. It's pretty good. So, Ty Cobb is facing us third time through the order? Pretty much, yeah. Cool. Cool, First cool, cool. time through the order is uh, 235. Second time through the order is 167. Third time is 404. That's fascinating. Usually it just climbs, right? I guess maybe people are ambushing on the first time through uh probably i mean it for a change-up pitcher it might take a minute to get a feel for that so maybe don't use it early on yeah i mean he's he he does happen to strike out uh, I don't know, 25% of batters, give or take. He also just throws, I mean, his changeup and his fastball, they're both kind of heavy. Yeah, like he, for sure. He, he induces con, like weak contact a lot. Yeah, that's fine. And I, I don't know what his, uh, the opposing uh, BABIP is on him or if some of it's luck, but I can tell there's nothing BABIP about a 400 batting average. No, his BABIP is actually, he's, he is the, uh, on the lucky side. Yeah. His 279, it was 261 last year. The OPS against him the third time through the lineup is uh, 1249. Hmm. So, so like very better than anybody's ever done in history, basically, yeah, very, against him the third that's, time. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's I, I think for a, a pitcher of his talent, he could develop a third, a better third pitch uh, or he could just use his fastball differently. I mean, you've yeah. got Kenley Jansen, one of the two best cutter throwers in the history of baseball on your team. Yeah. Maybe go ask him how to throw it. I, you know, it seems with Anderson, and I, not a pitcher, uh, but like, does he, it, he just doesn't strike me as a curveball type of guy. You know what I mean? Like, it, does it strike <clears throat> you like a curveball is what best complements that changeup? No, I think cutters would be better so yeah. if, if you throw your your four seam fastball let's say it's uh for him it's like 96 that's that's where he tops yeah. out uh your cutter is going to be like 93 right yeah that's enough that's enough to change to to get balls off the head of, or off the barrel of the bat right mm-hmm. or make them miss entirely break bats things like that 
and the breaking of the bat and the bad contact is in a lot of ways more productive than the swing and miss because there is physical feedback to that. Like right. you swing and miss, that's one thing. All right, cool. I'm going to swing at the next one. If you get uh, fucking bees in your hands, bumblebees in your hands, yeah. buzzing, <clears throat> that is a psychological deterrent against cheating in that direction or the other. That's, the, that's why Mariano Rivera threw one pitch his entire career. And he's Literally. the best closer that ever lived because that pitch is fucking hard to hit. And you don't even have to change up too much. You, your, your grip loosens and tightens a little bit to get different movement, and you throw it at slightly different speeds, but mm-hmm. not so much that the arm speed can, will tell the difference, right? A guy that throw, that has as much natural movement in both his fastball and changeup that, that uh, uh, he has, there's no need for him to fucking throw one of these other breaking pitches. My no, opinion. especially not one where you need to, like, like a curveball or slider where you mm. uh, manufacture a lot of the movement, right? Yeah. Like the natural movement he just gets from throwing the ball. Mm. I agree. I think, I think some other form of fastball, probably a cutter is, is the best way to, is the best way to do that. Uh, real quick uh, around the league, the angels fired Joe Madden on a, they're on the middle of like what a 12 or 13 game losing streak. Yeah. It's bad for them. They were uh, on pace for 99 wins before that losing. Streak. I think they'll probably turn it around. Um, but you got to do something, right? I think he is one of the most overrated managers of the last 15 years. Joe Madden. I mean, he's, I, he's, he's been in some pretty good situations. He, he has, and I know he won a World Series with the Cubs, which makes you basically a legend because that's, I don't know, like winning a war with France. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. But uh, I don't know. I watched that World Series, and it felt like the Cubs won in spite of him. I mean, he... <laughs> He drove Mariano, or Mariano Rivera, Araldus uh, Chapman's yeah. arm into the ground to the point where the, the Indians, the then Indians, had, had uh, Chapman. I mean, they had him timed up. It didn't matter how fast yeah. he threw. They knew, what, they knew everything <laughs> about They saw him too much in, his, in the seven-game series. I mean, they saw him practically every game. And that in particular, I was like, I, that's on Joe Madden. Yeah. Like, you can't <clears throat> use him. I understand, like, you got to secure every win you can get. but like. He almost lost that series because they knew Chapman too well. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, looking at Kevin Cash now with the Rays, not that you needed much of a clue, but uh, the Rays are, are more so the product of their front office than, their, than the manager. Well, I think, I, th- I think the Angels are also a product of their front office, frankly. Yeah. Um, during the very... L- a, a, a relatively decent stretch of time when Mike Social was there, they had a lot of great success. Mm-hmm. And it was not with pool holes and trout and bringing in Rendon and all this other shit, right? It was, I'm, I'm looking at their fucking roster right now. They had Vlad Guerrero, who they picked up in free agency. Didn't even um, win that World Series with him. Social was the manager for that World Series. Yeah. But Guerrero didn't get there till mm-hmm. 04? Yeah, 04. Um, Vlad. Troy Gloss, who was on the tail end of his career yeah. at that point. Tim Solomon. Uh, Gary, uh, Garrett Anderson, also on the tail end of his career. And their, other, their, their second best hitter on the team was Jose Guillen that year, uh, who <laughs> had a good four-year stretch. Yeah. But it wasn't like they weren't going out and finding the, the most expensive people they could. Like, why the fuck did they sign Anthony Rendon? He had a couple of years of a, a modicum of success in a very 
in, in one environment, but he had had injury problems before. And, uh, man, he came in and just immediately evaporated as soon as he hit the Angels. They signed these dumbass back-end deals. They're like the New York Knicks of baseball. Yeah, it's getting that way. I man. mean, it's it, it's not getting that way. It's been that way for a long time now. Like, look at the, even the, <clears throat> the year they won the World Series. What was it, 2002? Yep. Didn't, like, Scott Spezio could have won World Series MVP. Yeah. Honestly, because he had like a multiple. Uh, it was like, I mean, uh, that team was all scrappy nobody. It was yeah. Eckstein and Spezio. Brad Fulmer. Salmon. Tim Salmon. Darren Erstad, who was a kicker at Nebraska, I think. Something weird. Uh, like although that. he had a really good MLB career. Um, but yeah, it's like putting the right team together. I think with. Uh, uh, well, Madden may have aged out. He may be like a one hit wonder kind of guy you know yeah. what i mean like if you've got the right pieces sometimes you just need somebody to come play jazz and it and it works out yeah but he's not dusty baker like i would if if even though dusty's never won a championship if somebody asked me which one of those two guys i wanted i would pick dusty baker at this point you take every baker single every time. time yeah i would have always picked him because he's a better manager obviously i think there's manager. a lot of people myself included who would have picked joe madden before that to a certain point and actually been like are you fucking kidding me dusty baker but now with more, I just guess, just information about both of them, like, it's, it's clearly Baker. Yeah. Um, but the Angels, they stink as an organization. It sucks. They got the best player in baseball, probably. One of the best. Probably one of the best five right-handed hitters of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see how his career goes from here. But um, other than Joey D and fucking Miguel Cabrera, pool holes, I don't, I'm not sure if there's anybody better than those, than Trout after that on yeah. that list of right-handed hitters uh maybe frank thomas because his career was so long yeah um maybe but yeah he, it's it's a shame and they've also got fucking or i guess a rod being shohei otani i mean a rod is a fucking steroid head yeah I don't, I don't believe in anything he ever did Fair um enough. although he he would have been a decent or, or not decent he would have been a great hitter either way but he's, not he's not sort like of a, that he's a bond situation yeah not like that. He probably would have hit 500 home runs, but not seven, almost. Yeah. Um, he, he's, he's not a Sosa. He's a Bonds. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know who they're going to get to manage there. They have, uh, what's his nuts, former players, the manager for now. Yeah, I, can't, I saw, I can't remember, I can't remember um, his name. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. I'm not sure... Like if if nobody wants the Lakers job, certainly nobody wants this job. Um, well, it's, it's not, disappointing. It's not ideal. No. And then real quick, man, credit to the Mets for taking that split with the Dodgers. Lost the mm. first two. I really thought we were going to get a you know Dodgers taking three out of four minimum, and uh, the Mets fucking battled back. This is going to be a fight for the division, which they are still up. They did lose last night. I think they're up eight games right now. Yeah. But, uh, fuck. I really they, thought that series, they were going to bleed games, and they didn't. Well, they've got one more um, against San Diego, who beat them up a little bit last night. Um, Bassett's going tonight against Manea. That's a good matchup. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, tonight's matchup with the Braves, you should definitely bet Braves. The guy who's pitching, he's a rookie. Nobody's seen him before, but he's like the same kind of pitcher with with the same basic arm slot and pitch speeds as yeah. the guy that pitched last night. That uh, Well, I mean, 
maybe maybe it's not a good sign because they only got two runs off of that dude. <laughs> uh, they just happen to be both home runs. But anyways, uh, yeah. The, I mean, the, the A's are also terrible. The A's suck, yeah. Um, San Diego, one more game against San Diego, and then the Mets go to Los Angeles uh, to for three Angels. games. Yeah, that's... Which I thought was going to be difficult, but now doesn't seem so bad. Braves no. right now are minus 240. Yeah, the I mean, Bra- the A's are terrible. Yeah, the A's are not good. Um, so part of that. They play Milwaukee, uh, and they, they draw Hauser, Burns, and Ashby, which is Burns and Hauser. Those are fucking hard, rough games. Um, so, you know, we'll see. Braves just have to win games. They have to win yep. series. You can't pay attention to any of the shit that's That's all on. that matters. Winning series, blah, blah, blah what it is uh that's all i fucking got for today thanks for listening to tomahawked like and subscribe share with your braves fan friends come on there's not a better braves podcast out there. do that yeah.